Welcome to a fantastic word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, an associate pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, as Pastor Ron said, um, we are beginning a new series, and it's entitled Prepared for Battle. And we are going over the armor of God. And as we are going through this series, as Pastor Ron mentioned, is, is understanding what, what we're going to see here in Ephesians 6. Paul is letting the church in Ephesus know, and God is letting us know, that there is a spiritual battle that's happening around us every single day. And actually, that in that battle, we are right in the middle of it. Because it's a, a, a part of that battle is to, is, is, is to have full reign in your life. God wants full reign in your life. He wants to keep you under his covering. He wants to continue to bless you. He wants to protect you. He wants to provide for you. That's what he wants to do. But the devil as well wants full reign in your life. And he knows that he has to get, he has to, there's only one thing that he can do, and we're going to talk about that. So there's a spiritual battle that we have to be prepared for. And so we're going to be in Ephesians 6 today, and just real quick, just to understand, Paul is in prison. If you guys were a part of our prison epistles series, uh, just uh, uh, on the last years that we went through, we, we know that Paul was in prison, and he's writing to a church in Ephesus. And Ephesus was known for a few things. They were known for being a port city. They were known for being a large trade uh, metroplex. They were known for being an important city in the Roman Empire. But they were also known for the Temple of Artemis. And if you don't know what that is, the Temple of Artemis or the Temple of Diana was a temple that was of a goddess where people from all over the world would come to worship this idol by having sexual relations with its harlots. It was a very weird and wicked um, norm. It was normal for them. And there were a lot of those things. If you read Acts, there was a lot of witchcraft and a lot of magic, a lot of things that were happening that were very wicked in the city. And yet this is where Paul went and he ministered, people got saved, gave their life to Jesus, and he plants a church, and it began to thrive. But Paul was writing because, again, these Christians were coming out of this background. And there were some things that he wanted to address to help them understand that as Christians, there's a way that we should live, and there's things that we don't do anymore because they are not according to what God has called us to be. And understanding these things, he leads up. To the, he leads up to talking about spiritual warfare, talking about a spiritual battle that's being taken place. So we're just going to go ahead and jump straight to um, uh, the setup uh, for uh, this series. Paul actually, before he gets to the armor of God, he sets up the need for having spiritual, spiritual armor. And so uh, it begins in verse 10 through 13. So let's go ahead and read it together real quick, and then we'll take it one by one. So Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, chapter, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of 
of the devil. We'll come back to that in, mo- in a moment. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We'll touch on that. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Paul is making clear to the church, and God is wanting us to be aware that there is a spiritual battle that's taking place. And Paul says, finally, because he had just wrote what we know five chapters. There weren't chapters uh, when he wrote this, but in all these things, he talks about um, um, all the things that God has done for you. He talks about the standing that you have in Christ. He talks about the mystery that's been revealed to us through Christ. He talks about the new life that we have in Christ. He talks about the uh, the, the conduct in which we should live our life, being Christians, and in light of all those things, he says, in light of all those things, be aware that there is a spiritual battle that's taking place. And because of that, he says that you must be strong, but not in your own strength. Because this is a spiritual battle, and you in your own strength do not have the ability to stand against the attack that the enemy is bringing your way. You don't have the strength. He says that when he says to be strong, it means to be strengthened. And he says that we must be strong in the Lord or we must be strengthened in the Lord. Why? Because he has the strength to do so. There's a difference between you being strong in yourself and being strong in the Lord. There's a difference. And he's saying that we must be strong in the Lord, and he says, by, he says, in the power of his might. What is that? That's the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. That same power that rose Jesus from the dead that lives on the inside of us, he says that that is the power that we need to be strengthened with. This power gives us the strength to stand against the enemy. And it's important. And, and, and he says that this, and, and by the way, this strength is strong enough to handle whatever the devil is going to throw your way. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But it's important for us to know that a soldier, when he goes to battle, he does so, he, he, he doesn't get ready for the battle once he gets to, once the battle commences. That, that doesn't make sense, Right? Instead, he prepares for the battle before it takes place. Just yesterday, you know, I, uh, I played a league, and, and, and there was a team that showed up all, literally when, time, when game time was supposed to happen, and they had their slides on. They, you know, they didn't have their shoes on. They, they were not ready. By the time the game was over, they lost by 10. They, they lost the game before they even arrived because they weren't ready. And in the same way, you know, if, if a battalion of soldiers wait until the battle commences to be ready for battle, then they would have already lost. And in the same way, if we wait until the day of temptation, then we will have already lost the battle, which is why we must be prepared. God wants us to be prepared for the spiritual battle that's happening around us. And so we have to be strengthened by the Lord. We have to be strong in the Lord. 
And Paul tells us how we can do that. He says that we can do that in verse 11. He says, by putting on the whole armor of God. You can be strong in the Lord and be prepared for the spiritual battle by, uh, by putting on the whole armor of God. It says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So it says that we can be strong in the Lord by putting on the whole armor of God. And these are obviously are not physical pieces of armor. Whenever I was, you know, I, I still remember doing this. I don't know why I did. I guess I, it, just, it just became more real to me. But I remember when I, whenever I would pray, it was like I was actually trying to put on the belt buckle of truth. And I'd put on the helmet of salvation. And, you know, it, it was one of those things I just, you know, it's kind of corny now that I'm actually saying it out loud. But, you know, we're not putting on physical pieces of armor, but they are spiritual. In fact, every piece of armor is a physical representation of a spiritual application that prepares you for the attack of the enemy. It's a, he's using a, a physical representation of a spiritual application. It's spiritual because the battle that we are in is a spiritual battle. It says here that, that, that it prepares us against the wiles of the devil. The wiles, what he's talking about are schemes. It's trickery, deceit, the deceitful schemes. As I mentioned before, that the battle, that, along, that with, within the spiritual battle, it's to have, it's, it's, the, it's, it's both sides fighting to have full control in your life. God wants to have full control in your life, to have full reign, excuse me, have full reign in your life, to have full access. Because he wants to protect you. He wants to guard you. You are under his spiritual covering in Christ. And the devil knows that the only way that he can get to you is if he can scheme you, if he can deceive you to come from under his covering. If he can do that, then he knows that he can get you into a trap, which is what he's trying to do. You see, whether we believe it or not, the devil is scheming against us. He is. He is trying to get us caught in a trap. He's trying for us, he's trying to get us to believe a lie. He's trying to get us to, to, to he's trying to trick us into a false narrative, trying to ensnare us as what he is attempting to do. And you know what? The devil thinks that he has the upper hand. He wants you to believe that, he, that you can't shake whatever it is that you're trying to get out of your life. He wants you to believe that you're stuck, that, that there's no way out. He wants you to believe that he has the upper hand, but that is not the truth. The fact is that through Christ we have the victory. In fact, we have the trump card. When Jesus died and he paid for your sin and he rose from the grave, when that happened... We were given the trump card. We were given the ability, and that trump card gives us the ability to say no. No, you don't have access in my life. And that trump card is the armor of God. It prepares us for the enemy. And, it's, and, 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 and here in verse 12, he says that, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. What he's saying is that, People are not the enemy. Here's the thing. The devil 
He wants, let me say it this way in a way that you've heard it before. God has a plan for your life and so does the devil. I didn't make that up, by the way. We've heard that from our pastor for years. God has a plan for you and so does the devil. And in order for him, to, for his plan to have access into your life, he needs somebody. He needs a vehicle. He needs somebody that he can use, something that he can use because he's trying to deceive. He wants everybody to believe uh, that, that, you know, he wants everybody to believe in Santa. He wants everybody to believe in the Easter Bunny because if we can believe that, we know it's not real. And so that we can believe that the devil's not real. He would love for us to believe that. He would love for us to believe that, 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 that he has these red horns and that he's, or that, you know, you, you know, for them to make TV shows to make him seem like he's the good guy. He wants us to believe that. He wants to deceive so that he can come in and get across what he wants to accomplish in your life, but he needs a vehicle. But the issue is, Paul says that people are not the problem. They are not the enemy. Flesh and blood is not the enemy. Instead, it says, but we says we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is important. The heavenly place that he's talking about is the spiritual realm. You see, the devil in his in 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 his uh, in in his arm in his slew of of evil spirits, they all reside in the spiritual realm. But here's the good news: so does Jesus, who's sitting at the right hand of God. He, the Word of God says that he's been elevated, seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly places. You know what else? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that you have been blessed with every spiritual, bless, every spiritual blessing. Where? In the heavenly places. In the spiritual realm. You see, God is in the spiritual realm. Your blessing is in the spiritual realm. And in, in, in the battle that's being commenced is in the spiritual realm. But what happens is that it manifests itself in our life. It manifests itself in the physical. But, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, we may be focused on the things that we are seeing in the physical, whether it may be marital issues, whether it may be issues at work, stress, fear, anger, addiction, the things that we are trying to take hold of, and we can, we can continue to manage to try to deal with the physical, but we're only managing the fruit. What we see above ground is simply the fruit. It's there, there, and listen, there are things that we can manage and tweak and they'll be taken care of. But there are some things that are coming from a spiritual source. And, that, and, and the only way for us to be able to, uh, for, for us to be able to address the root is through, uh, is through gaining access to the spiritual resources that God has made available to us, and specifically what we're talking about is the armor of God that is in the heavenly places. This spiritual battle, we have to be prepared, and it's being taken, it's taking place in the spiritual realm. Now, I think about, Paul is saying that, that, that while we are wrestling with evil people, it's, it, see, it, 
We are not wrestling with evil people, but, with, but the spiritual forces working behind the scenes, causing people to do evil things. People and problems are not your enemy. The devil and his schemes are the enemy. You know, it makes me think about abortionists, corrupt politicians, as Pastor Ron was saying, terrorists, drug dealers, gangs, the, the, the human trafficking industry. Listen, there are some people doing some horrible things, horrible, awful things, and they are responsible for their actions. They are. But no doubt they are being influenced by evil beings in ways that they do not realize. Listen, if they were to get born again, if they were to get saved, no doubt they're going to stop doing those things. They just need to get saved. You see, it's not they are not the enemy. Listen, they need to stop. But they are not the enemy. It's the, it's, it's, it's the devil and the evil spirits that are working behind the scenes trying to work out his plan. I mean, they are impacting generations of people in a negative way. Generations. That's his plan. He, want, he needs to get somebody to work with him. But guess what? We as Christians, we have a trump card. And it's the power of God, us being strengthened by the power of God by putting on the armor. Putting on the armor of God so that we can withstand the attack of the enemy. The devil, he needs someone to work with him in order to bring about his plan in your life. And listen, he's doing the same thing with you. You know, I even think about family members or even co-workers that we don't get along with. And it's like, you know, you can't even talk with them without it turning into an argument without it turning into something where it just wants where you want to argue and fight and it's just the same thing over and over and over again well we have to realize that they are a target just as much as we are that there are spiritual forces that are working behind trying to agitate trying to get on our last nerve, to get us to say things, to get us to do things that are going to draw a wedge, that are going to hurt, that are going to bring permanent damage or long-term damage. The, the, the devil, he's come to do one thing, to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does so by scheming, by deceiving us and those that we love. Let us remember that our anger is not towards the people that we love, but it's towards the evil spirits that are working behind the scenes. We can show grace to the people. We can show grace to our loved ones and pray and us realize that there's something else at work. This happened with me and my brother. Me and my brother used to be at odds all the time until one day I heard something that changed. And whenever he wanted to argue, I just said, hey, listen, man, it's all good. And it changed everything. No doubt the devil was upset because he was getting what he wanted in our life until I said, no, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. No, no, no longer. No longer am I going to allow him to, do, to deceive me and deceive him into causing us to have a contentious relationship. That's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for our life. But instead, let us be aware that there's a spiritual battle happening. Therefore, because of this, let us take up the whole armor of God. 
Let us take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil day. And that evil day is referring to the day of temptation, the moment of temptation. We can't wait until we're tempted to try to be ready, but we have to be ready before the battle begins. Amen? So, we're going to take a look through this series at the armor of God. We're going to take a look at the belt buckle of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. The boots of gospel the boots of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Looking to add to our life truth, righteousness, peace, salvation, faith, and the word of God. All of these things together, the whole armor of God is what Paul says. The whole armor of God, all these things together protect us against the attack of the enemy so that, he does, so that he cannot scheme you into accomplishing his plan for your life. Amen? So just a few things real quick, a few takeaways. Number one, let us be aware that there's a spiritual battle being waged. Let's be aware that there is a spiritual battle happening. And listen, while it is... While it is God and it is the devil, it is not a fight where they are warring against each other. Because let, let me tell you, there's no real competition there. God is God and the devil is not. He is not. But he is scheming against us. Trying to trick us into a trap. But, number two, we have to be strong in the Lord. We must be strong in the Lord. We must be strengthened by the power of his might. We must, be strong, we must be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, that power is, is more than enough to deal with what the devil is going to throw your way. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who lives in you than he that is in the world. That is true. And number three, we can be strong in the Lord by equipping ourselves with the armor of God. Let us be ready to equip ourselves with the armor of God and be prepared for the battle before the battle begins. And I love what Pastor Ron said earlier, that while Paul was, he was, this was, he was encouraging the, each person individually to put on the armor of God, but he was speaking to the church as a whole. As a whole, we have to put the armor of God because as strong as a soldier is and as strong as his armor is, no, stronger, no, no, no soldier is strong enough on his own. It's important for us to be in church. It's important for us to be together so that we are stronger together in our numbers. Let us put on the armor of God. Amen? Well, listen, uh, we're going to continue this series. And I want to encourage you, if you know someone that you believe needs to hear this, I want to encourage you, bring them along with you. I believe that this is going to be something that God wants us to be, to, to help prepare us for the battle that is commencing all around us. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.